of the Sluggo. Slant and go. live because I screwed up the timing again. and at the top of my screen it says scheduled on one screen over here we've got nine people so we're live apparently I am the he is Casey, he, he is Casey to be Cregan I am the second best host on this podcast <laughs> I'm really struggling with this producer role Casey I think you need to fire me well, I'll tell you what, after doing it last week on Chopping Beef, man, no, I, I, you have all the reins for this show because I had no idea just how much that went into it. So I appreciate it. If I didn't thank you out offline before, please let please accept my thanks now. <laughs> it takes a little bit to get used to as we were talking about uh, pre-show. Um, uh, good evening, Kevron. Uh, Always good to you know, see I'm you. here. I'm here too. I mean, I know you only like shooting beef. But that's okay. You have your own. You have your own fans. Yeah, it takes a little bit getting used to. It. Even going live takes a bit getting used to. It. You know, you make mistakes, just just keep on rolling, man. Just keep just roll right through it. And we've gotten pretty good at that. Show fifty two, Casey. Tomorrow will be one year since our first show. Uh, I think it was June eleventh last year. So fifty two weeks we've been here. One week I had. You know, 10 inches of snow and negative six. But other than that, we've been here every Wednesday. That's pretty impressive. I've enjoyed every week that I've been here. I think I missed one as well last year at some point when you and Brandon had it. But, uh, yeah, right. we're live. And, uh, you know, well, we're, we're not professionals. That's by, by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> that's for sure. But we're here. We're having fun. We love the interaction. Thanks so much to everybody that interacts. Please send me your – send us your comments and questions We'll try to answer them, but like I said, we're no experts. We just try to play them for an hour uh, a week. No doubt, and we like to talk about shirts. What you got on tonight, Casey? I don't think I've seen that one. <laughs> this is a new one for my birthday last week. My first job ever was Blockbuster Video. I don't know if anyone, all the youngsters out there probably don't even know what that is, but my brother got me a shirt. We trade funny shirts on our birthdays, and he got Make It a Blockbuster Night, which was their tag phrase. So, And I got I'm my Jacksonville eight. Jaguar hat on. Whoa! Yes, we were talking about that before the show too. Uh, you're not a fan of any NFL team, really, and I was a Texan fan, but I, I think I'm gonna find somewhere else. Maybe like Jacksonville this year too. Uh, be a fan of along with the Carolina Panthers. I am sporting a 22 year old Apple. 22 year old? I think it was 98 or 99. I can't remember. 22 or 23 year old Appalachian Trail um, T-shirt. It's lasted uh, – I've still got the boots I wore, too. So uh, I'm not a hoarder. I just play one uh, <laughs> every week in my life. So uh, I, I use stuff till it wears out and then get a couple more uses out of it, too. Hey, I wanted to thank – before we start, I wanted to thank J.P. Priester for last week's show. It was a lot of fun. We went over a lot of recruits, and we got some, some more information we'll talk about on those recruits that are visiting Clemson this weekend. But appreciate J.P. He was exhausted, apparently. 
and uh, every right to be because uh, the uh, the work and the articles that guy puts out every day and always willing to join us and, and talk recruiting. So it's a lot of fun. We appreciate you, JP, and allclemson.com. If he wasn't tired on Thursday, I can't imagine what, you know, or Wednesday when we did the show over the weekend when he was actually on campus looking at all the recruits that Clemson had brought in for their camp. Man, I'm sure he slept good on uh, Sunday to Monday, or at least well, hope he did. I was, it's funny because I was talking to him earlier today or, or texting with him and, and he, we were talking about how well, it's going to be at the Clemson Elite uh, event, a, a recruit event this weekend. And we'll get to that in just a minute. But he's like, I got notes that I don't even know who I was writing notes about. And <laughs> so uh, he's quite overwhelmed with all the names and numbers and exhaustion from the work. But uh, we certainly appreciate JP. Next week, Houston Burnett from the Morgan Thomas Show is going to come on. Houston's been on a couple times. Really enjoy having Houston. He's one of us. Um, I hope he's wearing a T-shirt next week and not all <laughs> spiffied up, you know. So, uh, But we're looking forward to having Houston on next week. Yeah, Houston's awesome. He has some great insight. Uh, we agree, we disagree, but, man, he's passionate about the Clemson Tigers. He is. He's a really good uh, force on, the, on these type things. He's great on the Morgan Thomas Show. And so we're excited to have him and kind of banter about with the big man from the Morgan Thomas show. The big bearded dude from the Morgan Thomas show. All right. Speaking of Clemson, this is the weekend we've been waiting for, for about a year and two or three months. Uh, We didn't know it a year and two or three months ago, but uh, June is upon us. As we talked about last week, this weekend, and the recruits are starting to move both in and out, not just Clemson, but everywhere there's commitments, decommitments, transfer portals, you know, everything's going on right now. But Clemson's weekend, big weekend, is coming up this weekend with the um, elite recruit event. But before we get to those names, it looks like over the last week, Clemson's odds have, in, have improved with one tight end, gotten worse with another. Oscar Delt enjoyed his time on the Clemson campus. Uh, I believe Clemson is, is in this. Now, whether they'll pass Georgia – and you got to remember now, Eric Gilbert's going to be at Georgia for the next two years. So does Oscar Delp want to go sit behind him? It'll only be for one year, apparently. Um, and does he want to go there, sit behind him, uh, come to Clemson, and maybe have a chance at more early playing time? Who knows? But it looks like Julio Skinner, from everything I'm reading, is Florida State bound. Um, so if odds improve with Oscar Delp, and kind of looks like they went down with Julio Skinner. Yeah, and I think uh, another piece that Clemson has to maybe worry about a little bit is the number one overall tight end in the in this last class, uh, Jake Brinningstool, is on campus. So there is going to be maybe a little wait and see kind of with, with Delpa if he were to choose Clemson as well. So there's going to be some competition for him. A lot of kids, especially rated as high as Delp is, you don't they're not afraid of it. And heck, two tight end sets would be pretty awesome. We've seen some other schools, Notre Dame and Others uh, use if Miami used two tight ends to very to be very effective. Um, so maybe maybe Clemson installs that for the next next season or two seasons from now. Uh, Jaleel Skinner, I, I do have some inside news on him that I'll keep to myself, but that's okay. I, I feel like the the information that I have um, from him or about him leads to oh well if he does go. You never like to lose a high rated high ranked player that you're recruiting hard. Obviously Clemson is still recruiting hard, but the information that, that we've heard 
Um, I think that's a, that's a kind of one of those you tip your cap and say, we'll see you on the, on the playing field in Tallahassee in a couple of years. Yeah, that would be intriguing to see him at, uh, in Tallahassee uh, going against uh, the Clemson Tigers. Not the hometown Tigers, but a clo- close to hometown Clemson Tigers. And speaking of big recruits, there was no bigger one on campus last week than DJ's little brother, <laughs> but not a little dude, uh, Mateo Uyunglele, who uh, JP sent a picture of, and he towered over <laughs> the rest of the uh, youngsters in that picture. Uh, defensive end, tight end, who knows? You know, he's out there catching passes from Arch Manning uh, and looking good in both position groups. Yeah, I think Tyler Grisham, coach, uh, wide receivers coach for the Tigers, had him running with the wide receivers, not even the tight ends. Uh, and in, in the afternoon, he was running with the defensive ends in the morning. This kid is probably going to be arguably the number one recruit coming of the 2023 class, in my opinion. He just has such upside, and he's only he's a, he's a rising junior. The kid is already 6'6", 250 pounds. He, he just is all and, – and just is a freak. Uh, he's doing it all, like you said, on both sides of the ball. This is going to be one that, yeah, he's got his brother's shadow maybe, but this is one that I think Clemson needs to be all in on big time from the get-go. He already has a, an offer. This is this is a must-get, I think, for him. Obviously, the family's not afraid to, to travel, and he's going to do his due diligence. We know Big Dave, his dad, is going to let him and make him do his due diligence. He's going to go all over the country, see all sorts of schools, uh, but Clemson really probably, and he could play both ways, maybe. <laughs> maybe as, John, as John Chancey says on the comments, maybe Mateo should play receiver. That would be uh, interesting. Oops, dollar for the bets to see a six foot six, two hundred and fifty pound. And remember, he's got some time to grow still. <laughs> he's oh. He could be two seventy five easily by the time uh, he matriculates, uh, hopefully over to Clemson. But the biggest recruit of all, not physically, but, um, you know, the biggest one, the big prize, Arch Manning was on campus looking every bit the number one recruit in the 2023 class. And uh, JP texted me today saying, you know, I thought maybe he's a little bit overhyped, but I saw him in person last week and then he's not overhyped. He's really, really good. He's going to be really good. This is someone Clemson would certainly like, but so would the rest of the uh, college football. Yeah, and then the fact that he's not on social media and he, he's kind of a quiet kid, regardless of his background, kind of makes his recruitment going to be very intriguing because, you know, you're going to try to read the, quote, tea leaves that, that he's leaving behind. Heck, they had to call the family to see if he left with an offer. Uh, and apparently he did leave Clemson with an offer. So it's going to be a long race for Arch Manning, but I was in JP's boat, you know, just because he had the name and they're already telling, you know, they're already talking on, on ESPN about whether or not he's the best Manning when the kid's 15, 16 years old. So uh, he comes with a lot of hype and a lot of times that you feel bad for a kid with, with that much hype and hope that he, he is somewhat good. I'm glad to hear that JP said that he is as advertised. The one thing I saw when he threw that pass to Mateo is when he dropped out, he dropped back, he actually flipped the ball. So while he was in his in his drop, he actually flipped it <laughs> to get a, good, a better grip and then flung it 70 yards. Um, he looked impressive in the short film that I saw. Uh, and now, you know, he's thrown against air, basically. And sure. I know there was somebody that covered Mateo 
somebody about five foot eight, it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, felt like. Uh, so, uh, you know, but you can only do what you can do, you know, and, and uh, he did it and impressed everybody there, including uh, our our friend and often uh, show uh, show contributor J.P. Priester. Uh, all right. But in general, Clemson's got the wheels turning now. We're not sitting on four. Well, they still are sitting on four recruits, but I'm guessing it's going to end this weekend. The confirmed uh, the confirmed visitors for the elite recruiting weekend, five-star defensive lineman Travis Shaw, five-star safety Keon Saab, four-star cornerback Toriano Pride, four-star cornerback Jaden Lucas, four-star running back Trevor Etienne. Four-star running back Branson Robinson, four-star safety Sherrod Koval, four-star defensive end DJ Wesselak, and all four of Clemson's current four-star commitments. So a couple of five-stars, whole bunch of four-stars, and I'm thinking one of these is going to go down. Give me your – this at least one is going to go down this weekend. Give me your take on this group of players coming in. Uh, and any thoughts you may have around that. It's elite. This list is absolutely elite, and it goes along with the name, right? I know I'm, I'm <laughs> really going out on a limb there. Uh, but it be, between five stars and four stars, that's all that's on this list. So uh, the ones that, in, in my mind, that I think are going to be a wait and see is the Shaw kid out of North Carolina, the defensive lineman. I think that's gonna. he's a top five, top ten ranked player depending on recruiting service you're looking at that's a real apparently they're in a fight um but that's it's good to have him on campus so i don't think he's the one that necessarily commits this weekend but you never know uh i know jp hinted last two times ago that he was on the show that that somebody will commit and then hinted again last week that someone will commit this week out of this group i'm just added the out of this group thing so uh Mm -hmm. i'm 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 with you i think the toriano pride is the guy that's going to pull the trigger this week and maybe, you know, leads along with the four guys that are already committed, leads that class uh, to recruit some of these other guys that are coming. Uh, interesting piece. I can say interesting. Uh, Trevor Etienne, I, there, LSU got another recruit, a running back. I believe Alabama got a running back. So back you know, the, the, the longer he waits, the, the less room he's going to have at some of these top 10 schools that he's put out a list out for. So, you know, this may be, this may fall to in Clemson's favor, which wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. Um, I also like the fact that Branson Robinson's coming to campus as well. Another four starter kind of even show ETN like, Hey, we're, you know, we want you, but we also have this other guy here too, that, that we also want. So, it's going to be a fun weekend. Um, I can't wait to read JP's reports on it and, and some other guys that I read uh, and see how what Clemson can do because this is a big weekend for them. It is a big weekend, and and you said it, and I'm going to say it now. I texted you last Thursday, and I said, hey, you know, reading all this stuff I'm reading, reading between the lines as we like to talk about and reading the tea leaves, I think Toriano Pride falls to Clemson this weekend and I've even read some more about that or heard some more about that today that I think that's going to happen a four-star safety which of course Clemson can use I'm not sure there's a four-star anything they can't use uh, with four guys in this recruiting class right now so that is my my prediction that Toriano Pride a four-star out of Missouri will uh, get to Clemson this weekend 
any other any other thing about Clemson you want to mention before we move on to a little more college football recruiting? No, I think I'm all set too. I hope <clears throat> I do hope it's one of the five star guys though. I hope it is a Shaw because that's for me personally. That's a guy that I, I defensive line you right DLU. So I, I'm hoping it's him that maybe drops the hammer this weekend. And also the the key on Sab. I know he's there's a lot of momentum in Clemson's favor for him. So this is this is the elite recruiting weekend, and and then the kick is it a cookout at the end of the at the end of July, yeah. I believe, or in in July sometime. That's those are two big weekends for the Tigers to to get a lot of guys. They normally do get come out of it with a couple of recruits. Yeah, I'm not saying just one's gonna just one is going to commit, but that's one that I feel like you know reading everything we read during the week and and kind of hearing what he's saying, going hmm. Sounds like this might be the one. Um, and the way JP talked about it was it, it's not, you know, it's not a superstar name. So this is a guy you don't hear about as much as you hear about the Travis Shaw's of the world. Uh, so that's what kind of eliminated those for me in my guess. I got a nap flying around there. Um, that, that eliminated some of those guys for me. And, and then I thought, this is the guy that it sounds like. So just a guess, my first guess of the year, I don't think I guessed last year. So, uh, man, this show's getting better and better. <laughs> All right, we got some uh, decommits to talk about. Last time we talked, Georgia's picking up five stars like candy, man, and, and getting recruits, uh, Darion Kendrick, Eric Gilbert. But in the last two days, they've lost two out of the 2022 class. And it wasn't just any two. It was Smokey and DeBear. Um, <laughs> uh, Bear Alexander, number 26 overall, six foot three, 325, a defensive lineman out of Fort Worth, decommitted from Georgia on Monday, I believe. And then Deion Bowie, whose name nicknamed Smoke, a five star athlete, number 29 overall, uh, he's from Georgia, the state of Georgia. He decommitted yesterday. Now, intriguing, both of these guys would come off recent trips. To Texas A&M, and then they decommit from Georgia the very next day or a couple of days later. So they haven't committed anywhere else yet, but kind of you know you went, but then went to A&M and then came back and decommitted from Georgia. So read the tea leaves is what I'll say there. But Georgia still got plenty in this class, but two five stars in two days that hurts. Yeah, it definitely hurts no matter who it is. I know Bear Alexander said that the, he's he's just reopening his recruitment. Uh, things I read about him is that he just really kind of – he's one of those kids that's um, highly gullible is not the right word, but he, he you know, when he was, show, was shown so much love at Georgia, and I think it was one of those things like he just pulled the trigger right off the bat before he realized that he could possibly take other other visits, see other schools – uh, maybe it's the Dabo effect, you know, not not Clemson wise, but you know, when you when you commit to a school, it's like a marriage, you know, you, you both sides are then committed. Maybe he wanted to go see other other places, and and George has said to him, "Well, why don't you go check everything out, and then if we come back to us for an official." So I think in in, in both these cases, George is probably still in play, um, but it is interesting that they they did go to Texas. They both went to Texas A and M, came back, and both decommitted. So. Read the tea leaves. Hopefully not. Because <laughs> I think maybe easily influenced is the word you're looking That's for. Influenced is a good word. Yeah, it's been a long day today. Yeah, it has for it's, it's been a long month for me. 
<laughs> and it's only what the ninth or tenth. See, I don't even know what day of the month it is, and it's, that's how long it's been. Other uh, news on other commitments. Walter Nolan, who is right up there at the top, I believe he's number two in the class. He shut down his treatment after visiting Florida. Everybody went nuts. He's a gator, gator, chomp, chomp, chomp. And his dad said, hey, hold up. My boy's just tired of this. You know, he's getting all these phone calls. He's tired of the recruiting process, which is really intriguing because there hasn't been any business for like a year. So it's like, you know, what? Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Like eight days after it starts again, he's just, well, I guess he's getting overwhelmed. But anyway, it's not for sure he's going to Florida. He just happened to shut it down after he visited Florida. So read the tea leaves. But his dad says that's not the case. So we'll we'll see what happens there. What's your uh, take on Mr. Noah? Yeah, I think it's it's you can get tired of it when your phone's constantly bl- blown up and you're a kid and maybe you're not a talkative kid, right? Maybe some of these they're they're not old enough, they're not mature enough quite yet. Some of them aren't to to deal with the all the the quote pressure from from coaches calling them, maybe even saying pull the trigger, pull the trigger, pull the trigger. Um, maybe he just doesn't. Maybe he wants to just relax and, and enjoy his last year and. Go take his visits and just enjoy the part. And obviously, shut his recruitment down. So maybe he's not taking his visits, but maybe he's just <laughs> going to take some time for himself and figure it out. I don't know. Be be a high school kid for a yeah. year before it becomes uh, real. Because he's probably Other- that guy's calling him from from publications as well, looking looking for responses, oh, yeah. and that's got to be tiring too. No doubt about that. As much as you or I would like that, I'd love um, it. We'd probably tire of it too after the first two or three hundred. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> other commitments. In course, a four-star quarterback out of Pace Academy in Atlanta commits to NC State. He's number 206 overall. Um, theoretically, at least on paper or on the Internet, he had offers uh, from the who's who, the SEC, I think, you know, most of the big names, uh, Georgia Tech, of course, and Florida State. Um, ended up choosing NC State. Also choosing NC State is Torn Wright, a four-star linebacker, number 242 overall, out of Annapolis, North Carolina. He went to he goes to NC State. Max Fence is sagging a bit in the state. So that's two four-stars in the week for uh, NC State, or since we last talked at least. And then we have Caleb Brown, a four-star wide receiver, number 63 overall to Ohio State. Just what Ohio State needed is another top 100 uh, <laughs> wide receiver. And Le'Veon Moss, a four-star running back, number 93, from Baton Rouge, goes to Alabama. As you were talking about Trevor Etienne earlier, this is a kid from Baton Rouge who went over to the enemy. Yeah, this is a this is a good list too. I think the I really think the MJ Morris deal is is playing time. I truly believe that he's two hundred and six. He's going to go to NC State and and probably start or at least be competitive to start his freshman year. Looking at that depth chart, he's going to have an opportunity uh, to play there. Torn right, that's another great get for Dave Doran. You know, there's there's a lot of knocks on Doran and NC State, but one thing is he recruits pretty well for them. Um, you know, they're not in the top. 25 usually but they're they're right around the outside of that maybe 30 35 so he does a nice job to get people into that place and carter finley stadium is not the nicest place in the world uh so in order to recruit there he must be doing something right yeah like you said the wide receiver caleb brown going to ohio state top 100 it's like the rich get richer in that room good night irene and then they that was the the Le'Veon moss was the kid i was talking about that alabama just got their running back so a lot of these schools may take two, 
um, you know, especially if they're going to get two top 250 guys. But uh, that's a big hit. You know, it feels like you're not their number one guy. This guy already committed. So that's who they're going to hitch their wagon to. Yeah. um, I I, I can't believe Ohio State got another receiver. As you said earlier, these guys are obviously not scared of competition. Now, what happens down the line next year, as we saw one Ohio State wide receiver transfer to Alabama this year, that's something, isn't it? I can't get playing time at wide receiver at Ohio State, so I'm going to transfer to Alabama, which has like <laughs> nine first-round draft picks in the last five years as a wide receiver. Um, so we'll see what happens in a couple of years. Maybe it all works out, but, I mean, he's not scared of uh, playing time, honestly, if he's uh, willing to get into in, uh, into that room. The thing on Dorn for me is I don't like his personality, um, but even more than that, I don't think they beat good teams. They play four bums in the non-conference. If they don't play four bums, they lose, but they play four bums non-conference and win those four games. You know, they're hyped up, and then they get crushed when they play somebody good in the conference. So yeah. I'm not a believer in North Carolina State, but good for these young men. And if he gets a chance to play, good for him. Yeah, and I th- I think along those same lines with Doran, they had Miami beat, right? You 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 kind of you kind of I kind of buy into them, and then watch them on the big watch them on the big stage. And this was Miami when Miami was all hyped. It was a Friday night. It was what was on TV. They had them beat and and completely lost their way, for lack of a better phrase, or to be PG on this uh, phrase on this show. Yeah, so I I don't I don't know how he still has a job. But he's better than they had in Tom O'Brien. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> John Chancey says if if Dorn can keep his staff intact, he makes some headway. That may be true. I just you know, like I said, they're going to beat their four not. They're going to play four crappy South Alabama type teams in the non conference, uh, Bowling Green or whatever, and they're going to win those. And they're all going to get hyped up. And then they're going to play Clemson at least by you know thirty five or something. And down the tubes they go. I just don't like it. Uh, him, his personality, and I don't like the way he manages his sidelines, if you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I was at that game. <clears throat> hey, Casey, I know you're worried about Nick Saban, but, you know, just kind of chill out. He's not going to the poorhouse anytime soon. He extended his contract three years through the 2028 season. Uh, he'll make $8.425 million this year, in case you're worried about not being able to put food on the table. And it'll increase each year <laughs> to 2028. And my first thought was, man, the rest of the guys in the SEC, they had to say, man, Shinola, we can't get rid of this guy at 147 <laughs> years old, beating us like a drum every year. Yeah, I was looking down. I was trying to do math. And we all know that it takes me a second to do it. But he, he'll be seven- taking his shoes off. <laughs> <laughs> he'll be 76 when this contract runs out in 2028. Uh, and not too many do it longer than that. But I think Joe Paterno was probably one of the one of the few that that did it into his 80s or at least 80. Uh, but yeah, he signed till till 2028. You can't be happy. I don't know where those people that are saying Dabo's going to be the next guy in 2028. I don't know if uh, if he'll even still be at Clemson at that point. So it's it's uh don't I didn't I didn't say anything we didn't already know. <laughs> but, uh, that's a long time, and and that pretty much solidifies the fact that he's going to be there until he doesn't want to be there anymore. 
Dabo would be pushing 60. Remember, he was the young, hop, hip guy, and that's when he was going to Alabama, when he's when he was, you know, the young newcomer. And uh, they thought Saban was old when he hit 60. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's something to be said for that. That guy is keeping the fire burning. You win so many national championships, and you just say, great, let's, let's go win another one. I mean, he's not resting on his laurels. Not certainly not resting on his recruiting laurels. We know that for sure. No, and he and he and he's young looking. I mean, he's he doesn't look old. I mean, we know he's old, but he he doesn't look old. <laughs> he seems relatively healthy, and you know why not? Why not? Eight point four two five men increasing annually. <laughs> All right, let's jump over and talk a little college baseball here. I have not been following following it too much, but there's a lot of late inning dramatics over the last uh, couple of days over the weekend, the college baseball, we've got our super regional matchups. Um, I'm just sad that, you know, Clemson wasn't a part of last weekend. Um, But what's your take on college baseball, the playoffs so far? It was a great weekend. And and there's a lot of really good teams out there that are still playing. Uh, I know for those Clemson fans out there, it is frustrating, but it, it is, um, to, to put my Clemson hat on for a second, it was okay to see South Carolina lose and, and not win their their regional. Uh, I mean, it wasn't their regional, but it was at their place. Uh, you know, you, the, the usual sus, suspects are around. Vanderbilt's still in it. Uh, you got a bunch of SEC teams, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. Did Ole Miss make it? Um, Miss, Mississippi <laughs> State, Arkansas, Vandy, uh, you know, East Carolina, Texas Tech, Stanford, NC State from the ACC. Is making a little late season run. Of course, they're going to be running into Arkansas this weekend. Then you have out west. You got Stanford. You got Arizona. Uh, the two surprises are playing each other in Virginia and Dallas Baptist. That should be a nice, nice one. Um, a good series as well. They're they're a lot of fun. Both those teams. Virginia pitch as well. One thing too that sticks out in my mind is Notre Dame. They scored about seven hundred and twenty five runs this past weekend. Now they're going up to against Mississippi State, so they probably end up not not scoring as many runs, in my opinion or in my judgment. But that could be that could be a fun series. Notre Dame's been doing it all year long and doing it the right way. Um, yeah, it's good times. So yeah, uh, I wouldn't expect twenty six runs from the Fighting Irish in the weekend, much less. Uh, one game, though. They have played really well, as you pointed out, on the Twitter.com uh, last week or earlier this week uh, with Pauk, that they played really well, and they impressed me when they played Clemson. And just what you said, they played, they did everything the right way. They When they need to play small ball, they did it. When they need to hit a long ball, they did it. When they need to out on the mound, they get it. Notre Dame has played really, really well uh, this season. It'll be Intriguing to see how they do against a, an, an SEC team uh, in uh, Mississippi State, which, you know, is a different – it's a whole different animal down there in uh, Starkville, the baseball field. It's a great facility as well, probably one of the best, if not the best, in the country. So they bring a good home field advantage. My boss for the company I work for played in two College World Series for Mississippi State, so I'm sure he'll be in attendance, and it'll be crazy. It'll be fun. It's going to be a great weekend. This is really when when that starts. You know, the regional's great. Uh, I know there was a poll I saw on Twitter about 
whether or not the first day or the first weekend of college baseball is is equal or better than the first weekend of college basketball. And, you know, recency bias, the, the poll was seriously skewed to baseball, but also it was probably a baseball page, you know. Uh, yeah. But, I, you know, it, it is that way. I, I really feel that it could be comparable to it, especially for those of us that actually like college baseball, the weird guys like me. No doubt. Your compadre from the Chopping Beef Show, JJ, chimes in and says, Jags off hat, full Kool-Aid. Okay. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to JJ tonight. Oh, happy birthday, JJ. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll take it easy on your show tomorrow, which we'll talk about <laughs> in just a minute. Uh, John Chance says, thank you to Bill Collins for making Pat angry. <laughs> Getting back on Twitter for a few days to at all he's been out of shape. We're going to have Powell call eventually uh, to talk about um, Notre Dame football. Uh, he's a great guy. He just gets bent out of shape real easily sometimes. <laughs> Claim Notre Dame's going to go ten and two instead of eleven and one. <laughs> he gets so he's passionate. Up. He's passionate. He is, There's no you can't deny that for the guy. You know. Definitely, definitely uh, gets fired up real easily. All right, we just talked about JJ Casey. What's happening? Topping Beef was live last week, just like we are every week. I really enjoyed it. I mean, I, usually I wake up and I make breakfast at the Chopping Beef the next morning. <laughs> but last time, I don't remember, my wife was out somewhere. So I said, check this out. And it was it was good to see you guys and and uh, see you interact. And those, you know, we were talking before the show. It was a little odd, you not. Not used to being on camera, or whatever. You guys will have it down. You back to your old selves. And I'm going to poke some fun at you tomorrow, but I'll, I'm going to take it easy on JJ Locks. Yeah, it's a, it's it's fun. It, it is fun. It's fun to be live. It definitely it kind of pulled the curtain back. It's a famous phrase that I use all the time on that show, and it really did truly pull the curtain back last week. And I think we were a little starstruck to be to be live, but we had a great response. We had a lot of uh, a lot of good a lot of listeners actually on all sorts of mediums and a lot of watchers. So it was really, really fun. Um, and we'll, we'll stick with it. I think another week or so until I can figure out a computer situation, we may go back and forth. I'm not sure yet. So it's a work in progress as even though it's on season number four. Uh, 2.5 slash four is what I heard <laughs> on the show. Yeah. I mean, we're not professionals here either. We just do this and we'll do it the way we do it and uh, just have fun with it. Don't take ourselves too seriously. Just like to talk college football 52 weeks in a row or 52 out of 53, whatever it is. Chopping Beef Show, and then you'll drop the uh, podcast version Friday morning. Yeah, I may need your help again. (laughs) No worries. No worries. We'll Uh, see. We'll see. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty easy to do. I'll, I'll, I'll be glad to take care of it for you. Yeah, All we have right, a big, big announcement tomorrow as well. We have a big announcement on the Chopping Beef Show too, so we'll, we'll make that live on the air. All right. Is somebody Season. committing? Somebody no. committing or committed? maybe committed to? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my vote is JJ to be committed. Mm-hmm. Well. I don't know. You're, I don't know. You're a close second. You're a close second. Okay. <laughs> With all I got going on, heck, I used to have a. I used to have a couch in here. I used to have a desk. Now I'm working on a TV tray. I, you know, my wife's wife, taking stuff from me. Your wife is is moving you out, <laughs> which could be a bad thing, or you know, who knows. All right. 
close this crazy mess up uh, tonight, Casey, and I'll uh, see if I can find, if I can do the producer thing and find the exit. <laughs> Thanks again to everyone in the Facebook group, especially Nelson Wilhite, for all his help and support. Everyone on the Seldom Used Reserve page, Sluggo Podcast, and each and every one of you who likes, listens, and shares, and of course comments on our show. On behalf of Marty Seldom Used Reserve Coleman, I am Casey the Beef Cregan. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening and joining. We really appreciate it. We'll see you next week right here on Sluggo. Toriano Pride will commit to Clemson this weekend. I think we're done here. <laughs>